1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is Play by Play coming to you live on this, what day of the week is it? Thursday. I, I I can't get over the fact that since the storm, right, like I never, ever have any idea what day of the week it is. I don't know why. You know, you would have thought that hosting a five-day-a-week radio show would have made that easier uh, because, you know, you, hey, you kind of could piece together, all right, well, this is show two of the weeks, so and then obviously that means it's Tuesday. Or, you know, hey, this is show five of the week, so obviously that means it's Friday. Nope. Since I'd, I have no idea what day of the week it is ever, ever. So we did, you know, do a little math and figure things out, looked at the laptop and saw that today is Thursday, and we hope everybody is doing well. We want to thank our sponsors, the Blue Boot Rodeo, which will be held July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufrin Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets tastes like home. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. We've got an exciting show coming your way. We're going to be talking with Cameron Pierce of Terrebonne High School Baseball in the next segment of the show, just kind of recapping their season, some things that they did well, some things that they know they got to get improved on. Just kind of touch base with Coach Pierce, and we're going to do that with a lot of the local baseball coaches in the area, right? In the next couple of days, you know, we'll reach out and touch base with a lot of the guys and just get them to recap the wonderful ride that was in the last couple of weeks in our area. At noon, we're going to have South Lafouche football coach B.J. Young on the line. Coach Young and the Tarpons are playing their spring game today. Out in New Orleans, taking on McDonough 35, wrapping up their spring practices. We'll ask Coach Young some of the things he hopes his team is able to get accomplished. We'll talk some NBA playoffs. <clears throat> the Golden State Warriors just mashed the Dallas Mavericks yesterday. I'll tell you why I don't think that series is a wrap just yet. And I'll also tell you why I'm so much looking forward to Game 2 today between the Heat and the Celtics. And then also, uh, Nick Saban, man, Nick Saban unleashed a bomb, a nuclear bomb yesterday on the world of college football talking about NIL and how he believes that schools are cheating and breaking the rules and are not acting honestly in terms of their NIL work. Coach Saban has issued basically an open challenge to the sport is, hey, you guys better start doing this thing more honestly or we're going to bury you all. And I'll, I'll give my thoughts on why I think that Coach Saban is right and why I think that Coach Saban is actually on the the winning side of the argument when it term, when it comes to this. Bottom of the show, we'll get you your betting picks, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap up and we'll get out of here. We're actually going straight from here to Lake Charles, Louisiana. Nichols is playing in the Southland Conference Baseball Tournament. You'll be able to hear that game right here. Let me tell you the times and the specifics and everything of that sort. Nichols is playing today. They are 25-23 and 23 overall, 12-12 and 12 in conference play. Been a little bit of a slow finish to the year for the Colonels after a very prosperous start to the year. They're going to be playing uh, Northwestern in a 4-5 matchup. That's in Lake Charles, 1 o'clock today. You'll be able to hear it right here on KLEB and 102.7, the Colonels taking on the Demons. So we actually might end up wrapping up just a smidge early to kind of help ease that transition as we go on out to uh, Lake Charles with the Colonels taking on the Demons. 
So let's talk. We've got some high school headlines and some things to, to break down. We've got some new coaches to welcome into our area. Uh, at Central Lafouche, they have a new head baseball coach. Lank Crochet will be taking over. Uh, coach Crochet has worked in our area extensively. He is a youth baseball guy. He's coached a lot of young players. Um, also played baseball at Nichols State University. He's from Shriver. He's a local guy. So Coach Crochet will be going into uh, Matthews, taking over the Trojans program. He actually announced that news earlier today on social media. He said, we got the job. Head baseball coach Central Lafouche High School. Thanks to everyone for wished us luck. Supported for us, prayed for us, and made us who we are today. So that's a big get for Central Lafouche, getting a guy who is going to come into the program. He knows all the kids in the area. He knows a lot about baseball in the area, and the Trojans get their new guy. And I think it's going to be a pretty good guy who's going to be coming into the area. Good morning. Hey, how we doing, sir? Uh, well, we not to uh, jump uh, from baseball, football, basketball, whatever, but uh, we have uh, Mr. Dwayne Hayes. Uh, he's he's going to be the most popular guy in La Rose in, in a couple of weeks, I imagine. But uh, he'll be stopping by. He's the uh, area manager for Popeye's oh, Fried nice. Chicken. Okay, nice. And bribery, you know, he talked to Buddy and the way – to Buddy's wallet is through his stomach. So, <laughs> right. So, Mr. Duane's bringing some samples, and uh, we're going to be eating Popeye's fried chicken from Matthews. Wow. And uh, we're going to put them on for a minute or two. Let, let them chirp. Uh, we're going to be doing a program from there for their grand opening, but I'm going to put that aside for, for Duane. Football rumor. What's up? Uh, Lakeshore. Lakeshore. Lakeshore football. football. Any any rumors on the rumor mill? I'm not following you at all. Uh, football coach or something? A new football coach at Lakeshore? Uh, I know you're not following me because no. this is coming out of left field. Yeah, say I'm, I'm completely lost. What we got? Well, I, I can't officially announce it until I, I see it. In, I promised them I wouldn't say it. Okay. But there's a new football coach uh. lurking. So, a Lakeshore program that, huh. you know, baseball, I just told the the, the new coach to be that, uh, you know, it was tough. Our district played uh, baseball playoffs mm -hmm. with uh, against Lakeshore, and that, I think that was assumption, correct? Yes, and well, yeah, then also yeah. South Terrible knocked Lakeshore out in the semis. Right, right. So, I said we, we had a lot of uh, interaction with Lakeshore, but... I'm going to verify if I can say it or not. but uh, Yeah, okay, now I'm interested. Now I, I yeah. want to go to commercial and see who it is. <laughs> <laughs> we also want to congratulate Darian Ackman, who's going to be the new Thibodeau High School softball coach. We got that word from Coach Tony Clark yesterday. So we got Coach Crochet going to Central Lafouche Baseball, Coach Ackman going to Thibodeau Softball. These are two decorated players. These are two uh, young men and a young woman who both played their sport at the next level. They're both young. They both have passion for those respective schools. And I'm telling you, man, like I know that there are disadvantages and challenges and people are concerned about the pay and different things. And those are legitimate concerns. Our area has a lot of really good, young, talented people in it right now. And Central Lafouche just added one. Thibodeau just added one. Two really, really good coaches. I, You know, I, I don't do Facebook, but I'm registered or whatever. So I'm, I'm getting people's uh, posts. And I, I get yours. and. Mm -hmm. Always interesting. Well, Chandler Guitros, I didn't realize he got married in 2013. So that's telling me, I said, God, man, he's fresh out of high school, technically, you know. 
he hasn't made a 20-year reunion. So, <laughs> no, so he's no. fresh out of high school. So, again, he is part of the, the millennials that are taking over. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Chandler is one year younger than me, two years younger than me. So that would be early 30s. So you know? you're, you're a millennial. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Buddy that. and I are millennials. Millennials? Uh, we're we, we're, we're uh, 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 centurions, I guess, 100, 100 years old. So, But anyway, uh, I can't wait for Mr. Hayes to show up in a few minutes. But, yeah, uh, heck yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to get him on ESPN side uh, as after twelve o'clock. Gus Cattengill uh, is uh, broadcasting from Katie's restaurant. I don't know which one, uh, but uh, I should know. But uh, every Thursday is uh, the crew of Katie's. They have three restaurants throughout the New Orleans area, and the Sports Hangover is there from twelve to three. So uh, we're gonna get Mr. Dwayne on both stations while we have them here in the building beautiful look let's go ahead and give a, an all district team a lot of folks have been curious because we've been giving out all district teams all week we're going to give out the all district team in 9-3-A remember this was the district with Berwick and Lutcher we had two teams in the state championship game in this district first team all district pitchers Hayden Robinson 11th grader from Berwick Mason Johnston 11th grader from Berwick Christopher Weimer the 10th grader from E.D. White and Logan Weber, the 12th grader from Lutcher. Those are your first-team all-district pitchers. First-team all-district catcher, Dawson Richard, 11th grade, Berwick. First base, Luke Zerang, 12th grader from Berwick. Excuse me, second base, Dylan Fabregas, uh, E.D. White. Uh, he was a senior. Shortstop, Ethan Lee, senior from E.D. White. Third base, Brendan Gobert, 11th grader from E.D. White. In the outfield, you got Crew Bella, an 11th grader from Berwick. Dawson Keller, a 12th grader from Lutcher. And Noah Dettelier, 12th grader from Lutcher. Utility players, Marshall, uh, Marshall Luque, a, a freshman from Lutcher. Clay Menard, senior from Berwick. Cohen Veron, a 12th grader from Lutcher. Alec Mahler, a 12th grader from St. James. Charlie Hunt, a senior from E.D. White. Your district MVP, how about this? Speaking of pe- giving people indigestion, the district MVP in 938 is a 9th grader. Marshall Luque from Lutcher. Guess what? He's going to be in our district for the next three years. Oh, boy. So he's a good one. And then your coach of the year, Seth Henry of Berwick. Then you got your second team, pitchers, Elston Rogers of Berwick, Eli St. Pierre of Lutcher, Chris Gravois of St. James, Landed Bernardo from Patterson, catcher Philip Hillman from E.D. White, first baseman Andre Mahler from St. James, <clears throat> second base Carter Williams from Berwick, shortstop Christian Bobet from Patterson, third base Jaden Milton from Berwick, outfield Zach Gonzalez from Berwick, Jude Vasquez from Berwick, Brock Loke from Lutcher, Utility players, Carter Poche from Lutcher, Jaron Dar from Lutcher, Billy Caldwell from Patterson, Braxton Como from E.D. White, and then last but not least, Landon Gravois of St. James. So that's your all-district team for our local 3A district, which was awfully good. They had two teams in the state championship game and, of course, the eventual state champion, which was the Lutcher Bulldogs. So congratulations to all those young men on a job well done. I completed my uh, 3T All Change uh, commitments uh, today, this morning. I stopped by South Lafouche, dropped off three envelopes. That's why the lights aren't on in here today. That's right. We can't afford <laughs> the electricity for the next week or two. But anyway, Jonah Kale, uh, Hunter Conde, and... Uh, the Moose, Darren. No, oh, Darren Ducey. Yes, yes. Two out, out of the three went out of the park officially and yeah. one of them snuck in and hustled all the way around 
for a touchdown in baseball, but he, he scored a home run. So Very, very good. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to go to Cameron Pierce with Terrebonne High School, recapping their season. They just missed the playoffs. They were young. They're going to try to get rocking and rolling next year. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. What are people saying about the Magic Hands True Shiatsu Neck and Back Massager by True Medic? Hi, I'm meteorologist Jim Rinaldi. You may recognize me as the voice of your weathercast from time to time. Well, I'd like to talk to you about Magic Hands Neck and Back Massager from True Medic. Sitting all day behind the microphone delivering weathercasts, believe it or not, is hard on the neck, back, and shoulders. I've had problems for years and finally found a solution. Magic Hands, the massager plus heat that I can control. I'm able to target those muscles that need the most work. It's portable, rechargeable, and I'm not tethered to a power cord. Here's how you can order one through this special radio offer. Order Magic Hands True Shiatsu Neck and Back Massager Plus Heat. The retail price is $299, but for this special radio offer of $79, you must visit ordermagichands.com. The keyword is ordermagichands.com or call 877-469-1669. One year warranty and free shipping too. That's 877-469-1669. It's the Memorial Day sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. First, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to help serve you in these trying times of post-storm recovery, and thank you for your patience during our expansions. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Welcome back to Play by Play here on this Thursday. Hope everybody's enjoying their day. We go to the phone lines for the first time today where we'll have Coach Cameron Pierce with Terrebonne High School Baseball on the line. Coach Pierce, good morning, my friend. How are you doing today? I'm all right. How about yourself? Doing fine, buddy. You guys are in a an interesting period in the year, and what I mean by that is, okay, you're just wrapping up your spring season, and so the instincts would be, okay, you guys are wrapping up, you know, let's take a breather, let's get away, but no, that's not how high school baseball works, because now you're jumping right into your summer season, which will be swampland and everything like that. 
Uh, what are some of the things you guys are working on right now over at Terrebonne? Well, we uh, once the season ended, we had had like a slight three week vacation that uh, I gave the guys off for about a week, and I've been opening it up since then, letting guys come do what we got to do, and we started practice on Monday, did tryouts, all that. So it's really about picking a, picking apart a few changes that we need to make, both at the plate on the mound, and then just getting them back in the flow of the repetitions. You know, we started with a few bullpens um, Monday and Tuesday. Today we're going to up the pitch count on those. And games start for us next week. So we're, uh, we're trying to get everybody ready to go. Some coaches tell us, okay, well, in the summer, you know, we're going to just play everybody, figure out what we got. Other coaches tell us, hey, you know, we want to learn how to win. How are you guys going to be approaching this over at Terrebonne? Well, I've got 41 total kids in the program as of right now. So what I'm doing – I've got a pretty loaded schedule as far as what guys are going to be doing. I'm trying to keep as many guys together as I can for for my for the weekend so we can go out and play some different teams. But I'm almost approaching it sort of like a farm system type thing. Like my incoming freshmen will be playing the JV schedule, the Swampland. I've got a group of guys that are only going to play Swampland varsity. I've got a group of guys that are going to bounce back and forth between Swampland and this other schedule I've put together. I've put together 12 games outside of Swampland, and I'm truthfully saving for all my older guys, my guys with experience, and it, it's more to challenge ourselves. You know, some of the teams we're going to play this summer, we're going to play Santa Mall, Lutcher, Dutchtown. You know, we're going to play some, some heavy hitters as far as uh, how uh, teams in our classification uh, did this year. Coach, you guys did not make the postseason, which I know doesn't sit well with anyone there, but you also weren't far away. You guys were right there, lost some close, hard-fought, competitive games. What do you guys have to do in the offseason to make that leap to start winning those ball games, and then punch that ticket to the round of 32? I think we got to stop pointing the finger at one another and start looking at ourselves in the mirror. You know, I, I look at there's five games that I can point to. There's five games, Bell Chase, Assumption, Thibodeau, CCA, and HL. To me, those five games make all the difference with us being right on the outside looking in and being comfortably in. And some of it is, hey, somebody else is supposed to do this. It's not my job. Or some of it is just guys just not making good decisions. And it all came to a head in those, those five games. So we don't, we're really not that far off. I think we need to be a little bit more consistent across the board as far as everything we do. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's stop putting ourselves first and put the team before anybody else. Some of your top returnees, what are some of the position groups that you guys are satisfied with? And then the flip side to that question, Coach, is what are some position groups over the summer that you guys are working on to try to get better at? I think if you're not working on your pitching staff, you're wasting your time. It, it's every pitching staff in high school, you got to be trying to expand the numbers. Like I did the math uh, yesterday. We're going to be playing in the Marucci Woodbat Tournament in Livingston Parish next weekend. And just looking at all the players I've got in the program, I've got pitcher next to about 29 different names. All right. That's across 41 kids. So the question is, which of those guys are going to ascend to the top? I mean, there, there's, there's two pitchers right now that I really don't need to see a whole lot more of, and that's Ethan Lovell and Eric Lerett. I want to see what the other guys can do. Because to me, we've got some guys – within the program that have some good stuff with them. You know, can Kyle Liner and Jace Lagarde be, be more, uh, more, more of a starters for us this year on the mound 
rather than uh, spot starting or coming in relief. You know, we, we're we're trying to in a, trying to in essence build our our pitching staff to surround who we've already got. I think we swing the bat pretty well. It's just a matter of building more consistency. Um, really, consistency. That's that's about all we're looking for, and consistency goes across the board. We will not have Bryce Shaftesbury this summer. He just uh, excuse me. He just had surgery on his shoulder. So catching-wise, we're going to be dividing up reps from all the other guys and going from there. Which one, which one of you can step in in the, in the event that he's not going to be able to play? So what's the difference between year one and year two, Coach? Because I have coaches tell me all the time, okay, year one is a certain thing, but then year two it becomes so much easier. What's the difference between those two years? It's just a matter of sticking to your guns on a lot of things. You know, just, just – Year one, I find you got to walk a tightrope at times. You got to walk on eggshells, walk on glass. Just be careful because every year, every new coach, the, the, who they got to fight with the most are typically your seniors because they've got a certain way they're doing things and they're not the most open to change. However, once your younger guys become older, they become more vocal, they become more accustomed to how things are done, and you get, usually get less pushback. I think for us this past year, there was a lot of off the field, um, a lot of off the field issues that eventually made its way onto the field, and I think that's what kept us from being better than sixteen and sixteen. So, um, year two, they got, these guys know how I operate now. They know what I look for. They know what I expect. So there's no there's no question what us as a coaching staff are going to be looking for going forward. They know our identity. They know what we want to do. And they know where we want to be. And I've not been shy about, you know, we're surrounded by schools winning state championships. Why can't we be one of them? You know, we've got, we've got that goal in mind. And we understand that what we've always done isn't going to get us there. So it's time to make, it's time to make adjustments. Very good. Uh, Coach, I know last time we had you on, you said, hey, man, one thing we've got to do different, we've got to schedule a little bit different. We've got to get some more points on our schedule. Who are some of those teams that you guys are going to be going out and playing next year? Um, I'm not going to spoil a whole lot, but I do uh, have some pretty uh, pretty big names that I've got on there. I've actually, um, with our district switching to one round, it freed up a lot of dates. So I picked up a doubleheader with Denham Springs in uh, late March. I picked up Bell Chase, picked up Livonia. Um, just that's that's some other ones. I've actually picked up uh, LaRanger earlier in the season. Tournament-wise, instead, um, we're going to go to Lutcher next year, and that tournament is is usually full of a lot of good teams. So um, I'm real interested to see how we handle teams that that are used to winning more than a couple that were on our schedule this year. Very good. Well, look, Coach, we thank you so much for the time, my friend. We'll chat again soon, okay? All right. Appreciate it. Yep, that is Coach Cameron Pierce doing an excellent job. Truck, man, I don't know what you guys are doing in here. It smells delicious. Uh, something has happened in the last 10 or so minutes, man. It, it's not my cologne, believe me. <laughs> it, it's uh, Popeye's fried chicken. And uh, we we made a sales call, and I, I, I got to meet this young man right here, and I'll, I'll introduce him in a second. But uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to let him give the news to the people of, of South Lafourche, and they've been waiting on. This is Dwayne Hayes with uh, Popeye's Fried Chicken. Mr. Dwayne. How you guys doing out there? Great, man. Great. How are you? I'm doing good. I got some good news. Um, we are 
looking for our grand opening on the 31st. Whoa! Of, of this month. Right now we're doing on-site hiring. So if you want to come down and uh, get trained up, uh, come down and meet me at the restaurant uh, between today and tomorrow. On-site hiring, come down and we'll, we'll get you on started and we'll do training next week. And then on the 31st, we're going to do a grand opening. And just to be clear, 31st, that's in La Rose. The, the La Rose. Oh, Popeyes. you just made a lot of people really yes, happy. Yes, yes. You know, it's under construction right now. We're, we got a team over there working hard to get us open. And uh, I can't wait to get chicken back in La Rose. <laughs> I can't wait to eat chicken in La Rose. <laughs> well, I did bring you something. Hey I, got, I got you some food. I, I bought some some from Popeyes. Give you a little sample of what's going to happen. Uh, you know, coming thirty first. You know, I know that there's a big expectation for us to get open there. So. Yeah, uh, Corey Abear texted me and said, uh, save me a chicken wing so the <laughs> listeners know what's happening. Right. So, yeah, man, we're excited uh, to, to get the store open. Um, and I know right now we've got like 20 or 30 people hired already. We need about 30 more people, so spread the word. Wonderful. Come, wow. come on down. We want to get, get you guys working. we we got a lot of jobs to offer. Um, so come on down and meet with me. Uh, uh, different positions, different, uh, different positions. levels. Yes, I'm hiring all types of positions: cashiers, batter cooks, prep cooks. Uh, we even have management positions open. Um, so come down and interview with me. I'm going to do the interviews personally. So come down and see me. And w when you guys are back rolling, the, the the dining room will be open, or is it going to just be drive through? Or? 100% open. Wonderful. 100% open. We can't wait. And it's a new look Popeyes, so it's going to be a surprise. You're going to come up and see a brand new re-imaged Popeyes. Very good. Very well, good. What about uh, like job interviews when, when they're applying? Where exactly do they go? Right now, you can go on Workstream. Um, you can go on Popeyeswebsite.com and then and, uh, you know look for the LaRose Popeyes. The best way to get hired, though? Come on down and see me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very good. I'm sitting outside in the tent. Okay, good deal. And, and um, okay, let, let's talk about the food, man. Because it, I mean, it, it's killing me. I, so I, I got some, I got some, some surprises for you. I have, you know, some mild and spicy chicken. Okay, see, I see your mouth watering. Absolutely. Yes. I got, I got the new buffalo ranch chicken sandwich. I got, okay. a, I got a mild chicken sandwich for you. I got a new macaroni and cheese hey. that we have. You know, I got some red beans and rice. I can't. Not bring red beans and rice, right? I got some mashed potatoes and some biscuits. Oh man, oh man! This Casey's not the guy you, you have to worry about. It's the guy it, next door. That yeah. animal. <laughs> he, he, he got banned from a, a a buffet, a chicken buffet place. They banned him after his first visit. Wow. So we we are looking forward. You know, Hurricane Ida really knocked knocked us down, but we we slowly got back up. I just got in my home two weeks ago from you know since October we had to get out but uh Popeyes stayed idle for a while and we didn't know the community didn't know if y'all were coming back but then we started seeing people cranes or or forklifts and a lot of activity yeah we're putting a lot of work into that restaurant you know to 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 support the community um, you know, I can't wait till we get it open, you know, and it's a lot of people that used to work with us that are coming back to get the job. So, um, you know, again, if you need a job, come on down and well, we're going to we're going to try to get you set up. Now, you, you popped out a number uh, 
25, 30 employees. You're looking for 25, 30 more. So it takes a lot of people to work. Yeah. I, I, what kind of hours are you going to have? We're going to do regular hours. We're going to open up at 10, and we're going to close at 11 every single day. So, again, we need the people. We need the bodies. And we want to make sure that we give great service to the community. Sir, people don't realize this. Popeye's is a Louisiana based chain. Like, visits all over. We just take it for granted. This was started here in Louisiana. Yes, yes, it is. You know, and Popeye's is a, is a great. Yeah, I love Popeye's. I can eat Popeye's every day. You and me both. I can eat it. I try not to eat it every day, <laughs> but I can eat it every day. It tastes great. It's wonderful. Um, and we just do a great job of, you know, marinating that chicken. And, and, and man, you just got to eat every piece. <laughs> and, and for the. Uh, opening i don't know exactly what day you're going to be open and when you're going to want us but uh play by play our yes. program yes. will be there for lunchtime yes and uh we're going to get uh gus cattengill the sports hangover on 100.3 hopefully the same day so we can uh do a little overlapping and a lot of radio coverage for popeyes yeah man we got you know you guys are going to be there we got uh support from my whole entire company um, we're going to have some giveaways. I know you guys are going to have some giveaways. We got some beads. We got some food. And we can't wait for you guys to come down and, and see the new look Popeyes, see the new team. And, you know, you guys are going to love it. So much looking forward to it. Uh, look, we're up against a break. I think he needs to go across the street. Right, yes. So, uh, look. Should I leave the food here? Or you? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. That's, that's a loaded question, man. <laughs> Some of it's going to be left, but uh, we're, I have to give a, a, a smell to the other side, 100.3. Okay, let's go. Yeah, thank you so much for the time, man. Thank yeah, you, Mr. Mr. Dwayne Hayes, uh, again, the uh, you're, you're the regional manager for Popeyes. People are going to be seeing a lot of this young man, and hopefully he'll be seeing a lot of us you know, at the register buying chicken. Get some chicken. <laughs> Very good. Thank you so much, Thank Mr. You, Hayes. Sir. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to have BJ Young, South Foosh Football, here on Play by Play. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Cola, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Yep, is that Tom? a year blue boot rodeo july 7 8 and 9 in grand isle louisiana this rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention this year's fishing rodeo we also have adult kids kayak and we added the offshore division 
Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7th, 8th, and 9th in Grand Isle, Louisiana. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market's feels like home. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Welcome back to Play by Play here on this Thursday now afternoon. Hope everybody on their lunch hours enjoying themselves, having a great day, all that good stuff. We go to the phone lines now. We have South Lafouche High School football coach, Coach B.J. Young on the line. Coach Young, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good afternoon, man. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great, man. Uh, look, dude, <laughs> it's been a lot of fun throughout the spring talking some golf with you, but I ain't going to lie to you, bro. I'm excited to talk football with you now. You guys are playing your spring game today. Going out to the city, taking on McDonough 35. How have the practices been? And, uh, you know, what are some things you're hoping to see from your club today when they take the field and face another opponent for the first time in a while? Right. Uh, we had a good two weeks. Um, did a lot of things that, that we did really well, and we did a lot of things that we need to improve on. Um, you know, a lot of install, you know, a lot, a lot of new faces. So spent a lot of time before practice and meetings installing, and then uh, later in the week, this week, um, got to watch the uh, the, the intra squad scrimmage and watch uh, some practice and try to make some corrections of what we're doing well with the, with the, with the players. Um, but we had a good week, uh, you know, good two weeks put together. Um, so we're gonna see. You know, it's different when you get to strap it up and, and, and play another opponent. Um, looking forward to, you know, getting the kids out there. And I know they ought to uh, to compete again, and um, so it should be a, should be a good time. Tell me about the inner squad game because, you know, I asked Chris Dugas this question earlier in the week and he was telling me, oh man, you know, we had an inner squad scrimmage and our offense was great. And my question back to him was, okay, when you're doing an inner squad, how do you know that it was your offense that was good? And maybe it just was that your defense wasn't good. Like, how could you tell when you're not facing another opponent, your strengths and your weaknesses? How do you gauge that? It's hard, you know, um, it's hard because you really don't know where you stand until you play another opponent. Um, main thing, you know, we look for is, is uh, how they respond. You know, there's going to be times in a practice that, uh, you know, the defense is kind of taking it to the offense. And, you know, we really want to see how we respond to that. If we're just going to, you know, tank it uh, and call it a day, or we're going to respond and try to start moving the football and starting to string some good things together in a row and then vice versa. You know, if we, we're moving the ball real well, we want to see how the defense responds um it's a hectic situation and and try to you know stop the snowball effect so um you know and there's been days where that's happened there's been days 
um, you know, where it takes a little bit longer, where in the game you don't have that much time. You know, you don't have, you know, two quarters to waste away to try to figure something out. You got to get it figured out on the spot and try to uh, try to stop the bleeding, uh, as they say. So that's more of what we look for and seeing how kids, uh, individual, you know, kids are growing, uh, how, how, how they grasping it. Is this one grasping it? Or do we move in position as a grasp? Is he more natural in this position? Um, so that's kind of the approach we take, not so much as, um, I guess, trying to get a measuring stick of how good we are, because I think it's, it's really hard to do if you're not playing nobody but yourself every day. Very good. Coach, you told us earlier in the offseason, is like, look, man, we still like what we're going to have on offense, but it might be a little bit of a different type of offense. You know, we got to figure out our blocking schemes. we got to figure out, you know, the route trees that we're going to like the best. Are you guys starting to get a feel for some of those strengths that you're going to have on that side of the ball? Yeah, you know, uh, we, our, our kids have done great. Um, man, uh, it, for, the, for the scrimmage we did last Saturday, we had two eighth graders in the backfield. You know, uh, Landon Jarvis was the running back because Khalil Brown was dinged up. And uh, Joshua Max, the quarterback from Golden Meadow, who's been – look, I'm going to tell you, he's going to be phenomenal. Uh, I mean, we came back in the, office after the first, in the office after the first few days. and I, So, look, I feel like I know a little bit about quarterback play, but am I, like, jumping the gun? Like, is this kid the real deal? And they were like, Coach, he, he's legit. Um, so I, I think, you know, a D lineman we have who's an A grade, Kate Nelson, just is an animal, you know. So uh, I was looking forward to seeing some of those younger, younger cats come out and, uh, you know, they performed. And that's just a few that's off the top of my head, you know. But uh, Landon Dardall has been great, you know, moved in the defense, outside linebacker, and he's catching on, you know. Um, and then our older kids who's kind of been in it, we moved some positions around and they've they taken it in stride and uh, really embraced it. And, um, yeah, I like the direction we headed. Look, we're not ready to play a, play a game that counts today. You know, I'll be honest with you, we got a lot more work to do. Um, so I'm glad this one doesn't count, but it's going to be a good chance to get some uh, some good film and, and uh, a good evaluation. As a coaching staff, man, I, look, and you're right, I think you've got a tremendous eighth grade group coming in. Uh, you know, LCO was phenomenal. Golden Medal struggled a little bit, but they had some good individual pieces that I think will be able to help. As a coaching staff, how exciting is it to see some of those young bucks that are able to you know, probably come in and maybe even see some time on Friday nights in the fall? Yeah, that's very possible. It's very possible. You show up in the fall and there's going to be some young guys out there. Um, it's super refreshing. You know, it's, it's you can lay your head on the pillow a little bit easier at night knowing that, and look, the, the kids that we had in the locker room, we were going to be in good hands, but it's good to see you, you're in good hands for years to come and in the seven great groups that are coming up with the same thing, you know, so – it uh, you, you lay your head on the pillow and sleep a little bit better at night, knowing that um, you know, like like the good ones do, man. They just reload. Now we, you know, the cars and the Eastons of the world. You know, we not we not that we not there. You know, at, at this point in time, but it's good to know that you got a good group. Um, that's that's coming through. That that uh is gonna give you a chance to win on a night in and night out basis. Coach, one thing that I think is important for you all in, in, as, as you go in the future is getting those numbers up at the younger levels. And we, we, you know, we just talked about the ninth grade groups in the middle schools. And you know, at alumni softball this weekend, I was talking with the, the you know the guy who runs the Bantam program here, and like those youth numbers have been down, and then now they're starting to come back up again. And coach, I think the reason for that is because of some of the success that you all had last season on the field. You know, we see it all the time, and I tell everybody, the reason why Coach Chandler and them are having such success in baseball is because everybody here plays baseball from the second they're out of diapers. You guys got to get that rolling again in football. How do you reach out to those younger guys and make sure that, you know, hey, whenever they're six, seven years old, they're putting a football in their hands and they're playing? Yeah. Um, you know, I, we're hoping we bring in some energy back. 
um, around the game of football and drawing some interest. Um, you know, when the Bantam League cranks up, you know, the Hurricane put us behind or the Flag, flag Leagues crank up, and they, I know they used to do that right here at South Hoosh High School, you know. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to getting out there and, and just being seen, you know, mingling uh, with the kids and showing that, you know, we're supporting them, you know, even at that younger group, uh, you know, because we, we want them to be in the blue. You know, the last thing you want is for a kid to leave and go somewhere else. You know, you want them to come here. So um, they got to know you're interested in them, and, and we are. You know, we're going to support them. Like you said, it's important that you get a ball in your hand at, at a young age, and that's every ball. You know, you should have a, a basketball, a baseball, a football, you know, um, be athletic. You know, that, that's the first thing that college coach, we've been having, you know, some college coaches come through maybe 10 in the last two weeks, you know, and the first thing they ask when I ask them about the kids is they play another sport. So um, everybody's looking for an athlete, you know, not a kid who's just, you know, an offensive tackle or who's just a shooting guard, you know, is he a shooting guard? but he's also a stud wide receiver. You know, they're looking for kids who do both um, because they're versatile and then they can help them, you know, maybe more ways than one. So, um, yeah, football, I, you know, obviously, is that we, you know, we love it. And uh, But I think just getting the kids involved in something and multiple deals is going to help them uh, in the long run. Yep, I agree. Very well said. Uh, Coach, we talked about your offense. Now let's talk about your defense. You have the coordinator change there, and then Coach Bryce is now leading those guys. What's that transition been like so far in the spring? It's been smooth. Uh, I think the kids are really bought in. Um, a big, a big, a big thing that we see is a lot of energy. You know, um, Coach Bryce, Coach Gaggio, and Coach Sanamo, and Coach Gaspar. They bring a lot of energy um, daily in, in our practices. You know, eleven hats to the ball. You know, it, it, the, the stuff that you know I remember seeing when I played. You know, when the ball hits the ground, whether if he's out of bounds or not, and he just drops it. You know, there's eleven guys trying to go run and recover the ball. Um, just to build habits, you know, to, to just be hungry for the football. And um, they bought in. Uh, they're playing hard. Um, but, but just as, as a team, you know, we got we got we got we got a long way to go. And, uh, but we were going to get there because, uh, you know, those guys coach on. We got great kids that respond. And, uh, you know, they give 110% every play. But, yeah, it's been smooth, man. I uh, love what I see so far. What are some of your goals uh, for the day today? You're taking on McDonough 35. What are you know like a handful of things you're hoping to see to let you know, hey man, today was uh, was a successful day? Yeah, I, I want to see us compete. I want to see high energy, and I want to see us be physical. Um, you know, and the rest, it, it, you know, it, usually it takes care of itself. Look, you want to win every time you step on the field, but um, you know, in the spring, I want I want to see us grow. I want to see us be physical. You know, um, I want to see who's going to shy away from contact and who's not, um, and I want to see who's going to compete. You know, I want to see, I want us to see, I want to see us get after it a little bit and mix it up, and uh, and if that's the case, then I'll, um, you know, I'll be happy of where we at. What's the, you know, like the structure of the format? I know these things are usually very, very heavily controlled, but what's going to be the format of the the, the scrimmage today? Yeah, that's what I was I was working on it right now. So we're going to start off with a seven on seven period. Um, with the scale, and then uh, the bigs will do some uh, one-on-ones, and then we'll go in a controlled scrimmage. We'll do 12 plays with our one defense and our one offense versus, uh, you know, their 1-0 and 1-D. And then we'll go with eight plays with the, with the second team, and then uh, we'll repeat that for another cycle, so another 12, another eight. And then uh, we'll take a minute break, and then we'll do a one 15-minute running clock. Um, so I think that'll be as good work. You know, you, what, you, what you don't want to do either is go out there and, you know, overdo it, you know, and, and now you're a little dinged up going into the summer. So 
uh, me and Coach Dags kind of got together and came up with what we thought would uh, would be efficient work. So, um, you know, looking forward to it. Dude, doesn't it like feel like things are like almost too smooth right now? Like, okay, like you guys are not in mass. There's not a hurricane in the Gulf right now. Like things are too normal right now. What's going on? Yeah, no, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> you know, I got home the other day, and uh, you know, Emily's talking about it. There might be something in the Gulf by the end of May, you know at the end of May, and I heard the the C word the other day, you know, and I was like, oh, come on now, <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing that, you know. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of kind of doing like a racehorse, you know. You got your blinders on, you just looking forward and trying to, you know, not 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 look into all the negative stuff. Very good, Coach. And in terms of, you know, once you get out of today and you, you start heading to your summer, you know, that's going to be focused on, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, you know, lifting and, you know, getting yourself ready and, and conditioned for the fall. Um, how important is that? You know, I, I asked uh, Taylor Griffin yesterday, who used to be a bas- basketball coach in the area, like, you know, how much better do you actually get in the summer? And he gave me a great answer, and he thinks that, you know, you can make substantial growth. So I'm going to ask you the same thing. How much better do kids actually get in those three months off before, you know, in between whenever you're ready for the year? Yeah, look, I'm going to tell you, you wouldn't believe it. I think he's exactly right. Um, the amount of growth you make, you know, strength and conditioning-wise in itself um, is a lot. But I, I think the mental and the timing and um, getting to play more as a team and you're doing those seven-on-seven seven deals and you're out there every day, you know, hitting the sled and going over drill-specific stuff, um, I think, I, I mean, I'm going to tell you, if, if somebody's not doing the summer, you know, or, or putting in full effort in the summer, they behind the eight ball bad, um, in today's, um, high school football, that's for sure. Uh, because I, I watched the spring game, uh, from last, I'll spring game against Hornville last year. And then you turn on, um, you know, the, the, the Opelousa scrimmage and it's like night and day. And then when you look at, you look forward to Edie White, you got better after a hurricane, but it's, you still had some of that summer in your system. And then if you look from Edie White till district, you know, that's just a few weeks. The growth, you know, you make from week to week in a season is, is a lot as well. So um, every time you can get with the kids and they can, you know, be with each, be with each other and do football, um, the growth, the growth is, is, is really uh, is unreal. Very good. Last question for you, buddy. Just recap one more time. Where you guys are going? What time does it start? All that good stuff. Give us a rundown of what's happening today with your program. Yeah, we're going to play uh, at Pan American Stadium uh, at City Park in New Orleans. We're going to play against McDonough 35, the Ron Eagles. I heard that they're the Ron Eagles because the eye fell off after Hurricane Katrina. So um, <laughs> that's, what, that's where we're going today. And we uh, you know, look, look forward to seeing all, all the uh, all the Tarpon Nation out there um, cheering on our guys. Thank you, buddy. Have a great day. Good luck today, man. Yes, sir. Yep, that is Coach B.J. Young. He's going to have his guys ready to go. They're going to get a stiff test today. But, man, like I'm telling you, like people in the Bayou talk, you know, and and if things wouldn't be going well and, you know, they would be, you know, really kind of not looking so strong, I'd hear about it. And I would tell you all about it. That's my job. I'm hearing positive things. Like I know they lost a lot. I'm telling you, man, they're going to have a lot of dudes that are going to be freshmen that are going to start. If not start, they're going to have some freshmen who are going to contribute. And not just contribute because there's nobody else there and, like, there's no other guy to feel, to field the position. I mean, like, contribute in, like, a high level. Like, they got dudes who could play. Like, the, you know, the Jarvis kid he was just telling you about, like, that guy could run. I, I told Coach Bryce Gidry at one of the LCO games, I was like, Coach, that dude's going to be your running back next year. Like, I don't know if you guys realize that or not yet, but he's going to be, you know, touching the ball for you next year. 
you know, talked about the Dordar kid. Like that dude comes from a family where it was, you know, as, as we say, Cajun French, a family of Baytais. You know, those guys played football. They were, you know, his, his father Boogie was tough as heck, and you know, Marla was a great athlete. Like they got kids who come from athletic backgrounds who have always played. They know how to compete. They've got some young talent that's coming up. And you know what their presence is going to do? Competition raises the floor to the ceiling. And what I mean by that is those young guys coming up is going to make the upperclassmen better. Because if you're like an 11th or 12th grader, you don't want to be sitting while freshman's playing. So you're going to hit the weights a little harder. You're going to work out a little harder. You're going to get bigger and faster and stronger. And then, oh, yeah, while all this internal competing is happening, guess what's happening? Everybody on the team's getting better. Guess what's happening? Your program's getting stronger. You're building your foundation, and everything and everyone is better for it. I don't know how many games they're going to win in the fall. I don't know, but I know they've got a great coaching staff, and I know they've got a good core group there. They're positioning themselves to have a little run over the next couple of years. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We're going to get back out of this next break. We're going to talk the NBA playoffs. Then we're going to talk about Nick Saban throwing a nuclear bomb on the college football world in regards to NIL. We'll talk some PGA championships. We'll give you betting picks. Then we'll get out of here in about a half hour, right? We're going to, we're going to get off a little bit early today so that we could go out to Lake Charles for Nichols playing in the Southland Conference Tournament. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow. When your blood pressure is high and your amperage is low, have your batteries charged here and watch yourself go on the Rage and Cajun. 1600 AM and 102.7 FM. It's the Memorial Day sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call state farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and night in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's activities for the rodeo on Friday, we have DJ Frozen. We also have a cornhole tournament, followed by Sharks in December. Saturday, we have Bingo and Mimosas, DJ Frozen again. Rough and Ready, we have our awards, a live auction, 
And closing it out, we have Junior Lacrosse from 8 to 11. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7th, 8th, and 9th in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We've got about another 20, 25 minutes to spend with you all until we go to Lake Charles. Nichols will be playing in the Southland Conference Tournament. <clears throat> I told you I would talk some NBA in this segment. And look, I, I still intend to talk NBA in this show, but the story just keeps evolving and developing with this NIL stuff. Nick Saban said yesterday um, basically something to the extent of, well, you know what, let me... I don't want to paraphrase whenever I have the direct quote available. Let's not be lazy. Uh, let's see. Nick Saban said yesterday, while speaking to boosters, um, okay, he said, and I quote, I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. We didn't buy one player, all right? Because I don't know if we're going to be able to, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. It's tough. He basically, and look, Nick is insinuating that Alabama honestly used NIL. He even conceded that there were $3 million worth of NIL deals that went through his locker room. But his thing is that, kind of what my thing is, that NIL has not become NIL anymore. It's become, hey, I've got a free out to pay you. Come to my school. Jimbo Fisher, in response to Nick Saban's comments, this is getting dicey. Jimbo Fisher said, we never bought anybody. No rules are broken. Nothing was done wrong. It's a shame that you guys sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families at Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. We're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. It's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this and when, when he doesn't get his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow him doesn't allow those things to happen. It's ridiculous when he's not on top. Some people, this is where it gets even better. Some people think that they're God. Go dig into how God did his deal. You may find out a lot of things you don't want to know. We built, we build him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You could find out anything that you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. It's despicable. Oh, oh, oh. I cannot wait for Texas A&M to play Alabama next fall. Here's the thing. Nick is right. Texas A&M is blatantly cheating. Let's get that out of the way right now. They are blatantly cheating. They are using the NIL and abusing the NIL. They are signing guys, strictly uh, you know, throwing a price tag out there. Here, here's you know, 500 grand. Come sign here. It has nothing to do with name, image, or likeness. Nick is right about that. College football needs to change the way that it is policing the NIL. It was meant to be a rule that was, okay, if I'm a four-star cornerback from cutoff Louisiana and I could make T-shirts and sell them, I could get some profit off of that. That's my name, image, and likeness. It was not intended to be, okay, hey, four-star cornerback, here's two hundred grand, go and roll at Nichols. Or... Like Jackson State was doing. Oh, hey, four-star cornerback, here's a million dollars. Come play for Jackson State. That's not a name, image, and likeness. That's just bribery. That's It's using money to get a guy to go to another school. So Nick is right in the crux of his argument. Here's where Texas A&M is right. Alabama has been doing this for years. 
this idea that Alabama and Nick Saban are holier than thou, and oh goodness, we would never, ever cheat. Not us. No, not today. We're not going to break the rules. We're Alabama. No, we're above that. We do things the right way here. If I had a bleep button, I would say a word that's not allowed to go out on air. Give me a break, man. Anyone who knows anything about college football, knows anything about college football recruiting, knows anything about any of this type of stuff will tell you how dirty the sport is. And for Nick Saban to stand up there and blatantly lie about, oh, jeebers, we've never paid anybody, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We would never break the rules like that. Her, her, her. Are you kidding me? Come on, man. Come on, man. Hasn't... Hasn't Nick Saban had to forfeit games in the past? I know it wasn't a major violation, but let me go and Google this. I think Alabama's actually had to forfeit like a bowl game or two because of some violations that they've had in the past. This idea that, no, no, everyone else is cheating, but not little of us. We just get five-star players to come live in Tuscaloosa, Alabama for free. Yeah, in 2007, Nick Saban had to forfeit a bunch of games. He's only been credited with two wins for that season because of violations that they had in that program. Give me a break, man. Give me a break. College football is a dirty game. Everyone is breaking the rules. It's the same thing that I said about Will Wade at the time. You can't convince me that LSU basketball was the only program that was cheating and breaking the rules. You can't tell me that when we know for sure that Zion Williamson was offered six figures to go to Kansas, we have that on audio he was offered six figures to go to Kansas. You, now, are we supposed to believe that he then turned around and went to Duke for free? For free? Come on, man. We're not stupid, man. We're not dumb. We know how this works. All of these programs are cheating. They're all breaking the rules. And it's funny to hear an argument between two guys who are both big babies. Let's be honest. They're both acting like children in this. And they're both equally wrong. <laughs> I can't wait for Texas A&M to play Alabama next year. Texas A&M beat them last fall. Alabama's going to beat the hell out of Texas A&M next year. It's going to be amazing to see. Alabama's already going to be pissed off because they lost them last year. Now all of this stuff on top of it, Texas A&M, I already told you, they're going to be the most overrated team in college football next year. Jimbo Fisher is in completely over his head. They're going to sign all these five-star players, promise them the world, not deliver on any of those promises because he's the biggest sleazebag in the sport. They're going to lose half of their team by the middle of the season, and Alabama is going to snot kick them in the fall. That is going to be really, really bad, and I cannot wait to see it. So, let's continue the soap opera as the SEC turns. Jimbo Fisher was asked today if he had called Nick Saban. Or, excuse me, let me, let me get it right. Jimbo Fisher said that Nick Saban called him, rather, but he didn't answer the phone. Fisher said, I'm not going to. We're done. He's the greatest ever, huh? When you've got all the advantages, it's easy. You coach with people like Bobby Bowden and learn how to do things. You coach with other people and learn how not to do things. There's a reason, people. I ain't going back and work for Saban. I don't want to be associated with him. You could call me anything you want to call me. You could call me a cheat. I don't cheat and I don't lie. <laughs> yeah, right, Jimbo. I learned that when I was a kid. If you did, <laughs> if you did cheat, your old man slapped you upside the head. Maybe somebody should have slapped him upside the head. Jimbo Fisher's the biggest piece of you-know-what in the sport. This is the same guy that a few <laughs> that a few years ago, after 
beating LSU. There was a scuffle in the field. Jimbo Fisher's nephew, Cole Cocked, an LSU coach with like a serious health issue. And then Jimbo lied, even though it's on video, lied and denied that it happened. And he said, oh, I don't cheat. I don't lie. We do things right over here at Texas A&M. Yeah, because people really want to go and live in College Station, Texas. Yeah. And, and then likewise, conversely to that, Nick Saban, oh, man, we don't buy off anybody. We don't, yeah, because people want to go to Tuscaloosa, right? Tuscaloosa, I've been to Tuscaloosa. You would have a better opportunity recruiting me to go to the Puente Sosis south of the Yankee Canal Bridge than going live in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Goodness gracious almighty. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk some NBA. <laughs> I'm going to be laughing throughout the commercial. You're listening to Play by Play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bed bugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system? called do friend easy buy come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote we now have eight convenient locations to serve you which include cutoff thibodeau luling bell chase araby slidell golfport and grand isle and no matter how big we grow as a company we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile so come give the local guys a try and experience the do friend difference when you order curbside pickup on the new rouse's shopping app you pay the same price for groceries as in store and you get free pickup on all orders $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market's feels like home. Thibodeau Regional, again acknowledged for delivering an outstanding patient experience by health grade. While we may be the recipient of the award, our patients are the real winners because you can have confidence in the quality of care you'll receive. Thibodeau Regional Health System, proud to be among the top 10% of hospitals in the nation and the only hospital in Louisiana recognized by health grades for providing an outstanding patient experience 14 years in a row. This has been this has been the best show ever. I mean, it, it has been the best show that we've ever done. We, you know, we we have BJ Young on. We have a great interview with him. Um, we get free Popeyes chicken delivered to us. We give the grand opening date for the, you know, Popeyes in La Rose to reopen, which made everybody in the community happy. Just had an awesome segment making fun of both Texas A&M and Alabama. Anytime you get an opportunity to do that, you're winning. 
It's play-by-play. Let's thank our sponsors. We've still, oh yeah, i got 25 minutes to go. The Blue Boot Rodeo, the 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo will be held July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion, Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Your friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. <clears throat> Excuse me, Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Buzz off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. The PGA Championship is underway. Let's give you the rundown of the leaderboard, then we'll talk some NBA. Um, star power at the top, as you might expect. Uh, the PGA is interesting. It's like That's usually a tournament where like the really good players play well. Like Sometimes in a major, a guy will come out of left field, the PGA, the, the, the top dogs usually play pretty good. <laughs> Rory McIlroy is in front. He's five under par through 15 holes. Matt Kuchar's three under through 16. Abraham Anser, three under through 15. Uh, Chris Kirk, two under par. Xander Shoffley, two under par. Cameron Smith, two under par. Patrick Reed, one under par. Frankie Molinari, one under par. John Daly was near the top of the leaderboard. Let's see how he finished out. He finished two over for the day, which is the same place where Tiger Woods is through 14 holes. Um. Let's talk about, of course, let, let's talk about the top of the leaderboard first. McElroy looks incredible. If Rory continues to play the way that he has played in the early stages the rest of the week, he's going to win the tournament. Like his ceiling is up there with everyone on the on the tour ceiling. When he's playing his best, he's, you know, going to win or be near the top, period. I mean, that's just that's just as good as he is. You know, he, he could drive it a, a mile. He's got a good short game. He's not going to break under pressure. Like, so if McElroy continues to play this well, uh, he's going to be in great shape. Now, the thing with him is he is kind of hit or miss. He's capable of shooting around, you know, over par tomorrow. But whenever he's going right, he's going to be tough. Now, let's talk about my guy, Tiger. And then I promise you, I've been teasing NBA talk for like 30 minutes now. I haven't given it to you. Um Tiger looks good, dude. Like, I get it. He's too over. He might not contend, whatever. I just mean physically he looks good. He's walking so much more freely than he did just a couple months ago at Augusta. And, like, it's a point now to where, like, you could hardly tell that, like, he's had anything happen. If he keeps getting stronger incrementally at the same rate that he's been getting stronger since Augusta, he's going to be approaching near full health fairly soon. And, like, he could contend again. Like, he's still hitting the ball really far. Just hit a drive at a par five, well over 300 yards. He could contend again. And he fe- it feels like he's got a little bit of hunger in him. You know, we talked in yesterday's show. is like, you know, the thing with Tigers, he doesn't practice and play enough golf to, like, stay hot. You know, he'll play for three, four weeks, and then, you know, he'll shut it down for a month. And then whenever he gets back, you know, into the groove of things, he's, you know, making up for lost time and starting at square one. He said that after Augusta, he took one day off, and then that's it. He was right back to playing. So he seems to have found that balance to where he wants to continue to chase this. Um, and I think that you know physically, it's not going to be as big of a detriment as it looked like it might otherwise have once been. So he's looking pretty good. He's two over par. He's played okay. He hasn't played great, um, but he looks free, and he's swinging pretty easily. That's been great to see. So we'll be keeping an eye on that tournament throughout the rest of the week. Let's talk some NBA now, though. Um, I told you at the beginning of the show that, yes, Golden State did defeat Dallas yesterday in game one of the Western Conference Finals decisively. But I just, maybe I'll die on this hill, right? You know, like Maybe I'm too stubborn and you know I'm not going to change my stance until it's too late. I, 
I just don't think this is going to be a wash away series. I just don't. You know, the, the Warriors beat them 112 to 87 yesterday. And it was mostly non competitive, right? Warriors jump out by 10 in the first quarter. Then Dallas, you know, kind of played level in the second quarter. But then the Warriors just jumped on them again in the third and grabbed complete control. It was kind of a wash away. I, I just think Dallas has a, has a little bit more fight in them. Doncic yesterday was just okay. wasn't great. 20.7 rebounds, 4 assists. The Dallas, look, this is what Golden State does. We told you this you know, as we were previewing the series. Golden State is so prolific at taking your role players away from you. Brunson yesterday, 14 points. Bullock, 12 points. Dinwiddie was okay. He had 17. But a lot of the ancillary players for Dallas, Powell, 3 points. Fendi Smith, 5. They couldn't do anything. And one of the big challenges that that does and that presents is it puts so much pressure on your star players to just go wild because they cut off the help. They don't let you have anything but that. And, you know, Golden State did an excellent job of that yesterday of, you know, all right, Doncic, you can go score 20-25, but it ain't going to be enough because we're taking your your help away. So then, you know, for you to have a chance, you've got to score 40 or 45, and that's just a tall task. So the Warriors game win game one. I just have a feeling that Dallas has some fight left in them, though, because if you remember right, in the last series against Phoenix, they got clobbered in game one and game two out in Phoenix, <laughs> like non-competitive. They get home, they play better. Jason Kidd's a type of coach that he kind of figures it out as the series goes on, and I think they'll do a better job defensively. I think they'll figure out the offense a little bit, and I think that Dallas, though, I'm not, I'm not picking to win the series, y'all, but I just don't think it's going to be the four or five game series that's going to be mostly lopsided that some people think. So don't write this one off yet. I think that there are still some competitive games that will be played before that one wraps itself up. I'm fired up about the Eastern Conference game. I, I can't, you know, I, I'm not even going to hide it nor sugarcoat it. I think the Eastern Conference series is the better of the two series, the more entertaining of the two series. I think that there are so many storylines and so many different things to track there that make that one fascinating. Um, Miami beat Boston in game one and really only won one quarter, right? Like Boston won the first, second, and fourth quarters of that game, but Miami won the third quarter so decisively by like 25 points that they end up winning the game by double digits. So what's going to be reality there in that series? What's going to be what is true and what is what is not? Is Miami's third quarter dominance going to be what prevails or is it going to be Boston's you know kind of level-headed, playing fast, in the, first, the other three quarters, that'll be what prevails. I tend to think that Miami just has that gear that when they want to turn it on, Boston won't be able to answer it. When Miami wants to play real defense, Boston won't be able to score. And I think that because of that, the Heat are going to be the team that prevails. Um, But, you know, Miami also is getting a whole lot of usage from one player. Jimmy Butler's doing a whole lot for Miami. He's scoring, he's defending, he's scoring 40 points, getting rebounds, banging in the paint, you know, perimeter defense, blocking shots at the three-point line. That's a lot on one player. And what that does is okay, yeah, when when that's when he's going well and he's playing great, you know, hey, that's that's awesome. You're going to win a whole hell of a lot of games. When that's not working, <laughs> It becomes a whole lot different. It becomes a whole lot different. So, you know, there's a lot of pressure on Butler to perform. And if Boston could kind of figure out how to limit him a little bit better, 
then this series could swing. I, I don't know, though. I just get the feeling, and again, much like Golden State and, and Dallas, maybe I'm wrong on this. And, and if so, you know, I'd be the first person to admit it. You guys know I like to talk a whole lot of noise, but whenever I'm wrong, I do admit that I'm wrong. But I just get the feeling that this series, in particular, there's going to be like some fisticuffs. I'm not saying like a fight, but I think there's going to be some flagrant fouls. There's going to be some push, pushing and some shoving. We saw a flagrant foul in the first game of it. I think there's going to be some hard fouls. I think these teams are going to get annoyed with one another, especially when you throw Marcus Smart into the mix. Marcus Smart is the wild card of the series for Boston. He's going to be back in the lineup today after missing game one with some soreness. He's that Patrick Beverly type. He's that guy that's going to get under your skin. He's going to play hard. He's going to hard foul you. He's going to nag you. He's going to be back for Boston. He's the head of the snake. He's what makes them go. I think his effort and energy today are going to be great, and I think they're going to give Boston an inspired effort. I think that Boston is going to play better today than they did in game one, but I think Miami also on the flip side, conversely to that, is going to play with more consistent defensive energy than they did in game one, and I'm looking for a low-scoring, hard-fought, extremely competitive game that I think is going to come down to the wire. I don't know a winner. I'm not going to pick a winner. It's not going to be on my betting picks today. I don't have a clue how it's going to go. But I think this one's going to be a very hard-fought physical game. And I'll maybe even go so far as to say whoever wins the game today may end up winning the series. Because if Miami wins it, they're going up 2-0. That's that's a tough hole to climb. If Boston wins it, they're 1-1. They've got home field advantage, and they're going to be in a great situation. So I think that the winner of today's game might be the team that ends up winning the whole damn series, might end up being the team potentially that can maybe win it all because I still think that those Western Conference teams have some holes and could be taken advantage of if you guard them tight enough. It's play-by-play. We want to thank our sponsors today. We've got one more segment to go. The Blue Boot Rodeo, the 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo, will be held July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina located in 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion, Southland Dodge in Homa. Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. New friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Buzz off. The only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Let's catch a break when we get back give you some betting picks, and we'll also go through the headlines. There's a lot going on in the world of national sports. We'll talk about some of those things out of this break on KLEB. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in LaRose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. 
The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Welcome back to Play by Play. Hope you guys are enjoying your Thursday. I've got one more segment to go. Then, look, I ain't gonna lie, I'm going to eat Popeyes, bro. They brought a treasure trove of Popeyes here to the studio, and I'm going to go and enjoy that. My first betting pick, I like Boston to cover the money line today against the Mariners. The Red Sox are starting to show signs of turning it around. Like, look, they were a big, fat old mess at the beginning of the season. They were um, not very good. They weren't playing well. Um, they were finding ways to lose games late. They're starting to play better. They have won five of their last eight. They're hitting more consistently. They're getting timely hits. They're getting hits with runners in scoring position. Playing Seattle today at home, it's a Mariners team that's not good away from home. Has really struggled away from home, so we're going to go Boston today to cover the money line and win outright against the Seattle Mariners. So that's our first pick for the day. Our second pick for the for the day, I'm going to go against my word of what I just said a minute ago. I just said, oh, man, I'm, I'm not going to pick anything for Boston and Miami today. I don't know how what's going to happen. I'm going under 207. I just think that this is going to become a defensive series. I just think that the teams are going to eventually have a hard time scoring on one another. I think it's going to become a struggle. Game one offense was easy. Game one offense is usually easy in a series. Once those adjustments are made, things change. And I think that some of those adjustments actually were made at halftime of the first game. We saw a much different second half of that game than we did the first half. The teams were struggling to score in the second half. The defense is way ahead of the offense. And I think that tonight we're going to go over 207. Vegas adjusted. They kind of panicked. Remember the game one over under was 204. After seeing the offense in game one, they've jumped that up to 207. I think that's a stretch. I think that it's going to be under 207 today in the matchup between the uh, the Celtics and the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. A game that, again, I'm fired up about. I think I'm fascinated to see how this one goes. MLB, one last pick. Um, I'm going the Astros to cover the, the run line today against the Rangers. You got Valdez on the mound. The Astros are better than the Rangers. They're playing at home. Houston's going to be ticked off because they just lost a series against Boston. I think that the Astros are going to take care of business and cover that number. Remember, that's a rivalry. They don't like losing to Texas. Texas doesn't like losing to them either, but sometimes it's unavoidable. The Astros have a better roster, and um, I think that that'll be um, something that we'll, we'll see play out is I think the Astros are going to take care of business. So, so look around the headlines here um, as, as we got about, you know, four or five minutes or so left on play-by-play. Play. Um, 
Dave Stockton said that Phil Mickelson was, quote, not missed at the PGA Championship's annual dinner out at um, Southern Hills out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Phil Mickelson, of course, is on hiatus uh, after some commentary that he made regarding the Saudi golf tour that is going to be forming or, or that is actually not um, – that is going to be formed. They're going to actually start playing later in the summer. Phil said some very pointed and, and controversial things, and he's been kind of on hiatus. Remember, he's the defending champion of the PGAs. Um, he's not there. A lot of the top pros, you know, Tiger and Rory McIlroy and others, John Rahm, others on the tour have said that they miss his presence out there. Well, at least one guy, Dave Stockton, says that Phil Mickelson was not missed, and he said, and I quote, it was a fun evening. Phil was not missed. I think Phil would have been a huge distraction if he was here. The story here this week is the PGA. Um, I could see it that way too, though. You know, I think, that, you know, I, I saw the headline, right? And you know, I kind of fell for it. I saw the clickbait headline and I'm thinking, you know what? Oh, well, what did Dave Stockton have to say? And by the way, he's the 1970 and 1976 PGA champion. But seeing his perspective about it, you know, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he is kind of right. Is that, you know, this is an event that's about the PGA tour. This is an event that's about, you know, the players in the field and the great tournament and, had he been there, he's right. It would have been all about Phil, and it would have been all about, you know, okay, well, you know, uh, why did you say what you say? You know, are you going to play in this Saudi tour? And So I could see Mr. Stockton's thoughts there. It wasn't as pointed as I made it out to, to maybe seem there, and the headline was a little bit clickbaitish, I guess, now that you mention it. Max Scherzer hopes that he has avoided a serious injury. He pulled himself from a start last night with left side discomfort. Um, he said, and I quote after the game, he's going to have an MRI today, but he said, I, I don't think this is a major strain. I was kind of tight, and then all of a sudden it went, but I don't feel like I really ripped it. It just kind of got worse, so hopefully I got out of there quick enough to prevent a major injury because I know oblique, intercostal, and those things could be really nasty. Hopefully I avoided a serious injury. The Mets are rolling right now, and they were rolling without Jacob deGrom, who's been out injured. They really need to keep Max Scherzer in that rotation. They're 25-14. and 14. They're playing really well. They need to stay healthy. They have been bitten hard by the injury bug in recent years. And, you know, they're going to be waiting with bated breath on that, that Scherzer update to see how that's going to play itself out. You wonder sometimes, you know, you hear the reports and the rumors and, you know, everything about the NBA and, and China and some of the issues they've had there. There's a study. <laughs> NBA owners have a collective combined $10 billion invested in China. You know, I was once told by a really wise person, when there's a conflict, when there's an issue, when there's a disagreement, when there's, you know, whatever, always follow the money. And now, you know, you see some of the things that the NBA is going through in China and they're refusing to stand up and, and you know, condone some of the acts of the Chinese government, and the Chinese people, always follow the money. Now we understand why they have been so hush-hush and so quiet. Because they have billions, with a B, billions of dollars collectively invested into that nation. It's the biggest form of, of, of hypocrisy that there is in our society. We're going to condone this. We're going to condone that. Unless if it's going to cost me money. And in which case, you just do whatever the hell you want to do. We don't care. <laughs> that's what the NBA has done. And that's what the NBA owners are continuing to do by investing their money in that nation. One more headline that we're going to read. It's a good news headline for the Boston Celtics. Marcus Smart has been upgraded to probable, which means he's going to play in game two against the Miami Heat, barring a last-minute setback in today's 
walkthroughs or, or shoot around rather is what they called in the NBA. Talked about it earlier in the show. Marcus Smart is the head of that snake. He's what makes the engine go for Boston. His presence in the lineup is going to make them better. He's going to play hard. He's going to be the guy that gets under the skin of Miami. You know, in game one, you know, you got had guys like Tyler Strauss and Gabe Vincent, and those guys were making shots and making plays. His presence is going to take some of that away. And look, he's a creator too. He's going to make things easier for Jason Tatum. He's going to make things easier for Jalen Brown. He's a, a shot creator. He's going to, you know, initiate offense. And I think that he alone is going to make Boston better and more likely to be competitive. And if not that, you know, even more likely to win game two. I really like Marcus Smart's game. Love the way he plays. Love the intensity with which he plays. Um, so game two just got a whole lot more dicey. We want to thank everybody for listening. Today was a good show, man. I, I'm about ready to go. There, look, okay, anybody who's been in the Coastal Broadcasting Studios, we're on the AM studio, which is on the left side of the hall, and separating us is like a little like a little aisle, and then on the right side of the building is the FM studio. They brought all that Popeyes over to the FM studio. I'm about to invade the FM studio. Guns a-blazing. We're about ready to go eat about six pounds of Popeyes, and then we're going to just crash for the rest of the day. Does that sound like a deal? That sounds like a wonderful plan from my perspective. So we're going to go and eat Popeyes. We're going to sign up right here. By the time we wake up from our nap tomorrow, hopefully we'll be in time to host play-by-play tomorrow at 1130. Just kidding, of course. We're going to have Damian lined up for tomorrow. We're going to have Coach Chandler Gietros lined up for tomorrow. We're going to continue the train rolling. We're going to preview Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals. We're going to recap Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals. And then hopefully we'll talk some more of this NIL stuff. Hopefully Nick Saban says something else that'll throw fuel in the fire. Hopefully Jimbo Fisher says something else that'll throw some fuel in the fire. Because that's fun theater. It is fun to make fun of two hapless guys like Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. Two guys that are both so damn wrong but can't admit that they're so damn wrong. We hope to do more of that in tomorrow's show. You've been listening to Play by Play. We'll be back tomorrow. This is <clears throat> excuse me, Casey Jessler signing off. We're going to eat some Popeyes over in the FM studio. Have a great rest of the day. God bless everybody. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.